This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Homestay Radio podcast. We did a win! Hey! <laughs> 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 there we go it's <laughs> an appropriate celebration for the three points enjoyed that immensely and uh yeah so thank you very much for downloading the homes radio podcast uh good show this week we've uh, got a surprise new presenter this week uh it was dr uh, had a good good first show didn't you mate mm-hmm it's good to be on enjoyed yeah. it you know we're all like in real life now as well don't you so uh, you you excited um, just sound it. I mean, uh, your <laughs> instant reaction just, was uh, it's just you, Chris. You scare me yeah. at times with your uh, <laughs> yeah, <That's> fair enough, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, Nick, I think basically in this intro, we're not gonna do too much, but you have a question for the panel. William, my son, my my 12 year old son, asked me this morning if we play a player what's under 18. Does he have to have a different sp- shirt sponsor? Does he have to have the EA Sports sponsor on his shirt because he's not old enough to gamble? That is a great uh, question. Mm. Uh, I don't think that would uh, be the case because it's first team. So I think they'll just have to put the first team sponsor mansion on. Laws is laws. Laws is laws. Rules is rules. No way. He'd have to wear the kids one. Nick, you're a teacher. Are you going to let that kind of let way of speaking go? Because that, I mean, that's worse than DR saying fam. <laughs> you say it more times than me. <laughs> oh, I'll just speak like that now. <laughs> what you've done there as well, DR, is you've answered the question seriously, whereas, you know, really, Nick was probably trying to... Uh, <laughs> trying to come up with some sort of a joke or was it a genuine no, question? it was a genuine question that my son asked me um, it's an interesting one but no it's you know obviously the first team sponsor is the first team sponsor they play for the first team but it is maybe it's a, a moral maze uh, but you mm. got I've never seen a team have a player with a different sponsor there was what was it that uh was it Cisse wouldn't play for for Newcastle because they're sponsored by Wonga yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um, think that was more about he was creeped out by those Wonga puppets from the adverts, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, Did he have um, to have a blank shirt instead? 
Uh, very good. You know that um, I think there's a West Brom player. He's actually 17 years old. Um, he's called Leco, and I think West Brom have a gambling um, sponsor or something like that. And he managed to wear the same sponsor, so I think that you know, I think that, they just that answers have the to question. Win. Yeah, do it. Do anything for money, though, don't they? So. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to tell Will the answer. I'm going to make him download the pod to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the stats, mate. One extra yeah. download, just good. Well, <laughs> do that every week if you can even if it's a non-football related question just ask yeah. us in the intro and then yes. say you know we ask for something for dinner just alright well <laughs> let's leave that there because it's a slightly elongated show this week as what well what were your mum doing when the door was shut last night then <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, uh, that, is, that is a horrific image. And if you want to see what that image would look like, at least what one half of that image would look like, do watch our videos on hrlradio.net. It hasn't got a video of Nick having sex with anyone, but it does have a video <laughs> of Nick, so you'll know what he physically looks like. So uh, do, do check that out. So, Nick, uh, in, in a new feature, which is definitely going to be repeated every week, it is time for... Unlike all the others. Unlike all the others, yeah. <laughs> That's what you mean, mate. Uh, can we please have your joke of the week? I've got a job in a reggae band as a triangle player. I just stand at the back and ting. Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Opta stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with FanDuel and just for Homestale radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now when you sign up use the promo code PALACE that means if you don't make money in your first contest FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10 so go to FanDuel.co.uk and use the promo code PALACE to grab the offer now what are you waiting for? terms apply over 18s only please play responsibly Hello and welcome to Homestay Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and I'm your host tonight as we review Palace's first win of the season. God, I sound a little bit manic there at the start. I apologise for that. Uh, good at Eagles performance saw Alan Pardew's side defeat Ita Karanka's impressive Middlesbrough team. Christian Benteke and Wilfred Zaha scoring either side of Daniel Ayala's reply in a 2-1 victory. Our first ever win at the Riverside, apparently. Uh, we'll be bringing you our review of some of the main talking points, but we also want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. You can tweet at HOL Radio or go to hrradio.net forward slash contact for all the ways to get in touch. To touch and touch as well. All the ways to get in touch. You can do it there. Damn it. That was going so well, wasn't it, Lucy? Stop giggling. Um, also, you can go to the chat room. It's hrradio.net forward slash chat. Uh, anyway, I'll give you a rundown of who the panel is this week after this short message. Homestale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk, the next generation of fantasy football. Right, after that flawless introduction, um, I <clears throat> uh, just thought I'd introduce my team for today, uh, although one of them seems to have gone missing. But, uh, well, hopefully Nick will be rejoining us later on. But we also have Lucy White. Good evening. Good evening. <clears throat> 
We we have uh, Mr. Gel Holyoke, of course. Bonsoir, Garcon. Good stuff. <laughs> it's uh, it's good to keep this uh, give it give it a European feel, you know. Uh, sometimes only Pardew would have understood that because he likes a lots lots of French people around him. So, well, that is a controversial statement this early on in the show. <laughs> so that's what you're here for, Gel. Thank you. Uh, but we've also we've joined by a uh, a new presenter. He's, he's something of a guest at the moment because he's got to perform well enough to stay with the team, uh, not putting him under pressure and all that. Uh, his name is uh, Dr. Kernaz. Hello, hello there. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions in a minute. We can go through um, a little bit so the so the audience can get to know you. But it's not your uh, your first appearance on Homestead Radio, is it? Uh, uh, <laughs> I would say that perhaps your the listeners of a certain vintage will know you as one of the most confusing and probably finest callers in ever on the show. I think we've got a little clip of that right now. Hello. Hi. 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 Um, I'm here. Uh, I'm just calling in. Um, this might be a little bit off topic, guys, but I'm wondering uh, what exactly happened outside the training ground. Do you guys have uh, any idea? What happened outside the training ground? Do you mean with the uh, the banner? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because basically, I don't. Basically, we were there, and then all of a sudden, we we saw players and stuff. Do you guys know what happened? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier on. There was a uh, anti-Sky banner from uh, from some of the HF lads, apparently, which, uh, oh. which Sky will no longer go. <laughs> will no yeah, longer yeah, go yeah. Sky. I saw that. I saw, um, I saw Sky. I saw Sky getting escorted by two police vans. So I'm sure they're they're not going back there again. But you know, we thought for a second us as fans when we saw when we saw just two fans pop up, then we just saw. You know, I thought it was Millwall or someone else just coming and chasing us down <laughs> for a second. I thought it was Millwall just coming and chasing us down. Then we started running. Then I lost my shoe. So I was like, no, I'm not going to lose my shoe. So I went and picked up my shoe. Then now I, I don't know where I went. I went back home, you know, this is the best call ever. Then, oh, then I went sure? to the goal centre there. Yeah. Then now I'm just walking. I don't know where I am. Well, <laughs> <You're not laughs> Frank, we don't know where you are either, so we can't really help you. <laughs> I'm just walking, I just want to know what's going on. I was like, oh, for a second, I thought I was going to get murdered. <laughs> oh, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Stop running. So, uh, take you back a little bit, Dio? Um, I'm 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 pretty sure you confused me with someone else. All right, it was, a, it, was a, it was another DR. Yeah, I don't think it was right. me. I don't think it was you. Have you ever found that shoe? If it was you, um, no, I don't. Um, anyway, anyway, I've got some questions for you, just so the listeners can get to know you, and also um, then we can get on with the the show itself, which I'm sure you're looking forward to. So, obviously, I've given your name. You can pronounce it yourself, though. Give us give us your full name, please. Dr. Kernas. Also, we may refer to you from time to time as Mario or various other insulting words. Yeah. Uh, what age are you now? 16. 16. Can you believe it? We've got a mere child on the show. Uh, <laughs> but we're trying to, it's trying to meet our youth demographic. Oh, I can't even speak. Um, but you've been banned from using any kind of South London slang terms, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> so... We are hoping that uh, we're we're hoping a fan creeps out later on, but that's about it. So, what's your uh, in your young Palace supporting career? What's your favourite Palace moment? 
It's a hard one to pick, but it has to be between the playoff final or the Liverpool game for various reasons. Playoff final because it made us become what we are right now with the players we got and that's how we're progressing. And the Liverpool game was just it was just a crazy game, you know, free free. Yep. Uh, and that's when I don't know about you. Oh, well, I assume the same. It's the, it's the loudest I've ever heard Celeste. I think once once I think it was after the second goal onwards. It just it was just yeah. so so loud. Just erupted. Okay. Good use of the word erupted. I'm very happy about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you've got a different answer for the next two questions. What's your? Who's your favourite all-time Palace player? All-time? Mm. I think it's hard choice between Ian Wright and Dougie Friedman. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to witness both of them play. Um, but yeah, but looking back, it has to be one of them two. All right. Well, yeah, you'd have seen probably a bit of Dougie when you were about four years old I guess but <laughs> yeah but right. uh, you know right right was undoubtedly the uh, the better player of those two but uh, both legends for for similar reasons of course and what about now who's your favorite player now uh it's a tricky one but he has to be probably Wilfred Zaha yeah. um for his for the play he is to be honest you know that's what everyone looks up to be is Zaha for the skills and the pace he has he's a great footballer can you, uh, can you see him hanging around much longer with the interest at Spurs? Um, it's a hard one because uh, he's he's a great player, but I don't know if he'll go and do the same mistake he's done at Man United because I think he's learned from his mistakes. But if they offer a good amount of money, I think he won't stay. That's the problem if it's a Champions League club. All right. Well, we'll be talking plenty more to you in a, in a little while. But uh, thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm sure everyone's... Keen to hear more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel weird being nice to you. I'm so horrible to you most of the time. It's just weird. Yeah. Anyway. So weird. Um, <laughs> just a quick uh, shout out for us uh, ourselves. I like doing this. Uh, the Football Blogging Awards are now open. Uh, if you're listening to this live or on the podcast via our website, uh, hang on, that says please click the banner above the player. Oh, okay. It does make sense. Please click the banner above the player and tweet the message. Uh, if you're not listening via our website, please can you visit holradio.net forward slash FBA to vote. Uh, we got to be finalists last year. We'd love that again. And we're going to try and take a small army of people up to the awards at Old Trafford if we do get nominated and cause some carnage or some sort. So that's holradio.net forward slash FBA. Let's get into talking about the wonderful victory up at the up at the riverside. Uh did the long journey myself up there. Uh, gave Lucy a lift as well. A um, couple of other friends with us as well. It's a, it's a good day out. Uh, probably the most pleasing thing was it was a good performance. And, and of course, three points as well for Palace. Uh, we're talking about some of the incidents in the game, but there's a few talking points we want to get to as well. But we start this week with um, with a phone call from uh, from Palace fan Keith Powell, who's also involved in the Supporters Trust. Now, Keith got in touch with us uh, a week or so ago, uh, looking to get involved in the transfer show. And it's kind of, Sort of given us a, a, an idea of getting people involved on, on a regular basis if they get uh, if they want to arrange a call for us. The trouble is with live calls is uh, you get people phoning up and giving you verbal abuse, don't you? <laughs> so, uh, which, which has happened. Uh, so, if you do want to get involved in future shows, go to holradio.net forward slash on the show. Uh, you can register your interest in uh, in recording something with us before the before the show, or potentially a live call as well. But anyway, we're going to start the uh, the discussion with uh, Keith, who I spoke to a moment ago. Hey, I'm joined by Palace fan Keith Powell. Hi, Keith. Hi. 
All right, I obviously saw you at the game um, as well up there at the, at the Riverside. Uh, first of all, uh, it, was, it was a great game, wasn't it? Great game to watch. Yeah, it was an excellent game. Um, I thought we we dominated most of the first half, and I thought we should have possibly had the game, you know, sewn up by half time. But uh, we could have easily gone in at half time, two one down, with that save um, in the last minute or so. Well, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right there, and that's that's a, I suppose that's a key thing. And we talk about the players that we've we've signed, uh, Steve Mundunder in uh, in goal really making an impact with with some key saves in, the, in both the games he's played so far. That's right, yeah, he, he, he looks quite, um, you know, quite calm in goal, and, and he's, you know, dominates his area, and he's, he's, his handling is quite good as well. But uh, my main main concern again yesterday was that you probably, uh, you know, you realise as well, is, is that uh, we once again conceded a goal um, from a corner. Uh, the guy was completely unmarked. I don't know whether it was Delaney that was the nearest person to him but he basically had a free header yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into a lot of Delaney chat in in, in the show today and I think I think it would absolutely was him and you could see uh seeing his face afterwards that he, he knew it'd, it'd, it'd let him go and it was also Delaney who lost uh Negredo for the chance that we were talking about Mundunda saving so uh what's your what's your thoughts on Damien Delaney currently is he are we starting to see Maybe the legs going a little bit. Maybe it's time for um, Tompkins to step in. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I, I'm surprised Tompkins hasn't come in. What, now, whether he's, um, you know, he's not fit to, to start. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but um, I'm sure it won't be long, be, you know, before he does, um, you know, he, he, he does get some some regular games. But, I mean, we we've got a League Cup game coming up in a few weeks. They, they may well wait, uh, you know, wait till then. So, what do you make of the? I mean, obviously, you could you could see as probably you were the same as the rest of us biting your nails right at the end there. You can see that because we hadn't won in a while, we're still quite fragile confidence wise, and it, and it really because Burrow's mistake was standing off us a bit too much. But when they pushed us, we did we did look a little bit you know a bit ropey at times. What's your thoughts on uh, on how we can address that? Is it just a case of getting through a few more games and winning them and bringing that confidence up, or or do you feel Pardew's got to do something tactically? Um, no, I, I think we, we, you know, we just need a few more games. You know, possibly if we, you know, win, win a couple of games, then um, you know the confidence comes back. But I, I thought yesterday, you know, second half, um, I don't know whether we, we, you know, we sat back a bit, and I'm, I'm not sure um, that the substitutions were. Right. I know a number of people said after the game that um, they didn't think that you know the substitutions were the right ones. I mean, I would have possibly taken punch and. Or MacArthur was who admitted after the game that he, he was absolutely shattered and, and brought um, and brought Leon and, and the other thing with Punchin as we saw again yesterday um, I know it wasn't a great ball from Benteke but um, um, Punchin um, didn't make much of an effort to, in the tackle afterwards and that's when they broke through and um, nearly scored just before half time which which is happening on quite a regular basis with him. Yeah, in that new sort of deeper role where he's sort of a playmaker, he's he's a little bit too casual at times, isn't he, when he's pressed and can get caught in yeah, position. He is. Yeah. I thought I thought we played with quite a high tempo yesterday, but when he gets gets the ball he does slow the game down. But I thought in the first half we could have um, you know, gone forward a bit more. We we knocked it about and we kept on, you know, putting it back in our own area where we could have really put some more pressure on, especially with um Ben Teke up front, who you know, who was you know, who's a strong and powerful striker. Well, let's let's let's. Uh, what's going to be my final question for you, actually, Keith? Let's talk a little bit about Ben Teke and obviously first goal for 
for Palace, an absolutely towering header from the Zaha cross. But I think those that were at the game will appreciate probably the most, uh, rather than those either watching highlights or, uh, or watched it on a stream or something like that, just how good a striker's performance it was. Not just the hold-up play, but the areas that he takes up, the, uh, the closing down he does and all that kind of stuff. He's a, he's a top-class player, isn't he? Oh, yeah, I mean, he looked excellent yesterday. I mean, it was an excellent header for the goal. And also the um, when he shielded down and laid it back for, I think, Townsend, who uh, the keeper made a brilliant save from. But I think if he gets the service, you know, he will score goals. But it will be interesting to see um, whether Pardew does play him on his own or plays maybe Wickham alongside him or, or Remy. If it, I can't believe he's, he signed Remy to leave him on the bench and just play one up front. Yeah, obviously, no, I, I agree with that. But obviously, we've got to get Remy fit first. I think we've got a good couple of months before that's the case now, sadly. That's right, uh, yeah. Real shame there. Um, finally, so last bit, actually, uh, just just a quick look, at, look ahead to the Stoke game. Would you change much from the uh, from the, the lineup, considering we should have some other players fit? Or would you go with the ones that, that played so well against Borough? Um, I wouldn't think so. I mean, whether whether he'll bring Soiree back, uh, left back, and uh, I don't know what the situation is with, with Hennessy. He's probably obviously unhappy that he's not not playing at the moment, but um, it'll be interesting to see whether there are, are any changes. I mean, I mean, Kabai hasn't um, hasn't played that well or towards the end of last season, and, and he hasn't started greatly this season when he's played. But you know, whether he's not fit at the moment, I don't know. So I, I would possibly, um, you know, have him on the bench. I, I thought the midfield did really well, Ledley and MacArthur especially yesterday. Great stuff, Keith. I think that's a good talking point for us to carry on with as well. Thank you so much for your call, mate, and I'm sure we'll speak to you again soon. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio. There we go. My thanks again to Keith for getting in touch with us and uh, some great insight there and a lot of stuff we'll be touching on in more detail throughout the course of the show. Uh, we left it. The last bit we talked about there was the midfield and the competition in that. That's going to be a, a key topic to come back to. But I do want to start, if I may, with the defence because, you know, we won the game. So I want to get the kind of the negative stuff out of the way early on in the show, uh, if at all possible. So. I mean, bottom line is it, it comes down to Damien Delaney. It really does. Because uh, the, the fault for, for <laughs> Middlesbrough's goal was Damien Delaney's. And the key chance as well was also Damien Delaney's. So, Lucy, obviously you're a huge fan of Damo. But even you yourself were saying at the game that you, uh, you were a little concerned. Do you want to take us through some of those concerns? He just looks lost. Um, he doesn't look like the strong sort of leader that we all know and love him as. He's he's very, um, well, he was at fault for a lot of um, mistakes um, with the with their goal. You can visibly see him say, oh, um, yeah, yeah, when he, was... he realises that he was at fault. Um, I think, yeah, as much as I love him, um, and yeah, probably not necessarily for his footballing ability. <laughs> um, but but you know he he's in there for for good reason. You know we've paid a lot yeah. of money for Tompkins, so he's obviously you know he's he's a leader in the team. Absolutely. He's 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 a he's a strong character. But he's being a strong character enough now. Do you think, or is it is it just age catching up with him? Uh, yeah, I I do think. Obviously, he's thirty four now. I mean that isn't old by any means, but for a footballer, yeah, they're getting that is kind of getting towards the end of your footballing career. I mean, I know there's been players that have gone on for a lot longer than that, but 
And I do think that's why Tompkins has been brought in to kind of gradually replace Delaney, sadly. Um, I know that there's lots of people that have been calling for Delaney to be dropped for not even just a few games, like even a couple of seasons. They've been saying that, you know, it's hoof ball and he's just not strong enough at the back. But, you know, there's been a lot of times when we um, we've we've done well with him. I mean, for yeah, he, he scored the the first goal against Liverpool in the three-all thriller and you know I know we shouldn't dwell on things but we've got to remember what he has done for us um, yeah. but yeah sadly as much as I hate to say it I think we do need to start looking at other options well Nick you've uh, you finally joined us I think so uh, yes, where, 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 where do you stand on the the issue of Delaney similar to Lucy you finally well I don't know if you or you've been there a while in the sense that the demo is probably the, potentially the weak link because I've got other views of who the weak link is myself as well. Well, it was the fact that he he's made the same mistake twice now, yeah. Um, and you knew he know you know he knew he made a mistake by the way he put his head in his uh, hands when he done it when he did it. Um, there's some good stuff in the chat on Delaney as well. If I if I may, yeah, That's you ra- may, yeah. net forward slash chat. Um, let me go. We'll go. That is the wrong way of doing it. You should go to it first and then, then tell me there's good stuff in the chat. I'm not yes. supposed to do this on it. I apologize. I'll shut up. You've got it there. Booted Eagle Delaney neither got to the man nor the ball. King B Tompkins needs to come in and replace Delaney. Booted Eagle again has said any pressure on Ayala that far out, and I reckon he wouldn't have scored. And I thought that as well. Brinskill Eagle has turned around and said, it may be Damo knows his time is up and he's struggling to cope with it. Bert's head said he's a busted flush and Tompkins <laughs> should be a first choice. We've had a, a great tweet in from Brummy Eagle that I'm going to get to in a minute because it, it's very much where, where my opinion is sitting. But let's get DR involved. What, what are you thinking, what's your thinking on Delaney? I mean, he's good on FIFA, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's good on FIFA, but um, I've, I've liked Delaney for... Uh, ever since you know he's been at Palace, but I think his time has come now. Um, you know this season he hasn't started um, good at all, and I just think is he's just aging. I think we've got Tompkins, and we need to start playing Tompkins. Uh, that's what I feel like after yesterday's performance as well. Do you think uh, obviously he's got an established partnership with Scott then? But is it is it a case that the sooner he establishes that? Uh, sooner that Tompkins establishes that partnership, the better. Yeah, I think Tompkins needs to come in uh, as soon as possible. Because um, if Delaney keeps playing like this, and if you're bringing Tompkins too late, then I think it can hurt us in the upcoming games. Because next we've got Stoke, um, then I think we've got Everton, or uh, and then after that I think we've got Southampton, something like that. Um, then we're going to have hard games coming up. So I think the earlier that we start playing Dan and Tompkins, the better it is. I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I can see perhaps the change being made in the, the Southampton Cup game and then him staying like that, if the sort of a way of, of Pardew doing it. But we'll, we'll see. I kind yeah. of I kind of get the feeling that Pardew might have almost hoped when Delaney limped off in, injured against Tottenham that that would be him out for a few weeks and he could sort of establish the change then. But... You know, Damo's not going to give up without a fight. Um, let me get uh, some opinion from from you, Joe. I'm, I'm going to read out Brummy Eagle's tweet. And I'm going to sort of I'll talk around it and then see what see what you reckon, Joe. So, uh, uh, 
uh, Hothi, who's Birmingham Eagle, has got in touch and said that Tomkin, bring Tomkins in right back, stick Kelly and Dan in the centre, and then Suarez left back when, when, when everyone's fit. We must play Kelly because he's so much better than Ward. Now, I wouldn't go necessarily with that lineup myself, but Ward is the one who I, I am struggling with. And I know myself and Luce talked at the game a lot about how we felt Joel Ward was playing. Um, how he doesn't seem confident in the you know in possession of the ball anymore and all that kind of stuff, but and and how Kelly was much much better of the two fullbacks. Kelly was the better fullback yesterday. Um, so with that in mind, Joe, how do you how do you see Tompkins coming into the defence and solving those issues? Wow, talk about a loaded question. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So, firstly. Um, Ayala got above Damo in exactly the same way that Benteke got above Ayala for both <laughs> goals. Exactly the same way. They yeah. both were over them and attacking the ball early before they could get up, before the, 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 uh, the you know, both of the, both of the said players could, could do anything about it. Almost, almost carbon copy. Yeah. So, it's just, all that is, it's just one player getting the better of the other. The, the, the next point about Damo is we, we know he's never he's never had pace. When he came to us, he didn't have pace. <clears throat> the, other, the other thing is that if we if we go right, bring Tomkins in and Tomkins or Dan gets injured, then Damo's straight back in anyway. So I, so I don't get this, get him out immediately because we haven't got another number four. That's, that, I thought that was the fundamental thing that we've. It was almost obvious at the, at the end of last season that Damo was probably not going to be able to play a whole season. So all we've done, we've replaced him. We've we've replaced him with Tomkins, and Tomkins will definitely be playing sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. But what happens if? So so we're back to we're almost back to square one where we need like four, ten, and eleven. We need another forward. We need a playmaker, and we need a, another four. It, regardless, is what I couldn't couldn't understand. But anyway, um, I, I, I feel a little bit he's, he's been made a little bit of a scapegoat. And and, okay. and again, the sentiment side of things, we're taking it away now. Um, I, I always like to see Damo there. Um, people getting stressed. There's loads of things about Damo. People getting stressed about him about playing those floaty balls. I, I mean, that's what I call them, those floaty balls. But the thing is, if he wasn't allowed to do it, he wouldn't do it. I think that is a that is literally a part you play to give the ball to him because you never see Dan doing it. No, I don't think he's Damo. Well, having said that, Damo. So I think, I, said I think that, he's more comfortable on that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It is a comfort thing. You know, it's, it's something that he's... <laughs> That you know this that he does to to relieve the pressure on the defence to get the ball out. But having said that, is I think people are very aware that he he has done it under plenty of different managers. You know since he since he's been at the club, which is why you know like you say, Pardew by all by all accounts can stop it if he wants it to stop. You're, I agree with that part of it, but it's because it's a characteristic characteristic that Damo's carried over for a long time. It's interesting again getting, getting the tweets in on this is that everyone pretty much. He's saying that, that Damo's time is up. I'll, I'll run through a few of them. You had Tim Green saying, Tompkins in for Damo. Need better options at fullback as well. Ward's too slow. Need pacey options who can deliver a decent cross. I do think Ward is being found out. I really do. Um, and that's not to say that he's... Funny, the first season we were in the Premier League, he, he sort of... He had he had all of it. He could defend and attack. You know, he was... He was I think he, you know, he got a couple of assists in that first season. Uh, got a couple of assists from left-back. 
Yeah, yeah. He's no, you're right. Yeah. He's better at left back than he is at right back. And Kelly is a better right back than he is left back. Well, like Kelly know, was a very proficient left back of, of of recent time. It's it's a it's a tricky a one. Very good right back at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it is very odd. Uh, Charlie Pinto's got in touch saying that uh, it lacks pace. Delaney's been a, a great servant to the club, but now's the time for newer blood to come in. Uh, Daniel Schilling, Delaney has had his day, but he must be used as backup from now on. Uh, Nads has got in touch. Time for Tompkins. Me thinks Delaney has been a great servant, but too many areas creeping in now. Uh, which is what I'm going to focus on in a sec. And uh, Mark G, Damo had some good moments, closed down the channels and read the game well, always polarised the mistakes, which is kind of the point you're making, Joe, in that, you know, people people are kind of focusing on the errors with Delaney now rather than focusing on all the good work he does. And he's still probably, in terms of being that man who throws himself in front of a shot at the last moment, he's still probably, you know, brilliant at that, as, as good as Dan. Sorry, so, Chris. Good point to be made. Go on, Nick. I was looking at the old Opta stats or whatever they're called. Delaney didn't make one single tackle yesterday. Really? Yep. Really? That is shocking. To, to, I mean, obviously that a lot of it, that's a lot it depends on other people as to where, where he can make a challenge, but that is quite a shock because I didn't really get that impression. It sounds like we're going after him a little bit here, and I think it's, I think that's unfair. Yeah, yeah. It's because with Delaney and Pardew will know it is that if you stick a, a fast centre forward up against Delaney. He has got no chance. This, this is as simple as that. You know, so he got he got beat for pace, which we, we, most there'd be people in this team, our team, our radio team, that could probably <laughs> do for pace. Not for me, but I bet we got some youngsters that could get past him. But you wouldn't get past him tackle tackle for tackle. You, no, you know, I, and, and, then I, he, yeah, and then he lost one header. And I know it. I know it was the goal, but he lost one header. It's like going after him. I think I think it's really unfair. How people are going, you know, how it seems like we're going after him. You know, no one's, I don't see anybody caning in punching when he lost the ball to put everyone under pressure. You know, try to do that this silly little flick over 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 a player being shut down. It's, there's, there's loads of things we can go after players, but I think it'd be, I think it's a little bit unfair going after him. I understand. You know. I understand the point you're making. If we lost, you could, the, the, the mistake gets compounded a hundredfold, but we didn't, and I think we we need to sort of. You know, we we know we know what we're going to get with him. But my my, my point would would be would, would, is that we knew he was going to be a part time player, which is why we bought, which is why we bought Tompkins. Yeah. But the thing is, that still only leaves us two and a half centre backs. That's that, and that, that isn't good enough. That is not good enough because if Dan gets injured or Tompkins gets injured, then we're back to one and a half centre backs again. And then what happens yeah. if someone else they get injured? Then, then we are buggered. Then aren't we? And then we and then we're trying well, to bring in. If there's only a squad of twenty-five, so you are you are limited anyway, and then you have to start using youth players. But I know the point you're making, Joe. I don't want to get too far it's too gone, far off your track. No, 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 not not the centre-backs. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Luke, Luke Kroll has, and he's probably the next one in the line. He's a promising promising player. One is one of them's in prison. Ryan Ennis, isn't he? He's what in prison? He went in yeah. yeah, he got banged up for uh, assault. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a, bit of a, yeah. Google it if you. I'm not making that up. It's a bit of a shocker because he no, seemed like I a saw nice something, to, uh, I saw yeah. something about him, but I thought I thought it was to do with his registration not going through. Yeah, that was nah. the initial excuse for him not playing against Southend. And oh, well, that's that's all I've been inspired. Yeah, he'd been banged up for 14 weeks. I thought you were going to say you thought he, he was sent to prison because his registration hadn't gone through. That would be really <laughs> harsh, wouldn't it? That would be pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Al Jones got in touch uh, addressing my point on Ward. Said Ward started off pretty sluggish this last season, actually, but will improve, which is you know fair point. But uh, I don't know. I'd, uh, I'm not too sure how I feel about uh, Ward at the moment. Maybe we'll talk about that. I think we'll probably talk about that another day as well. Don't dwell too much on the negativity because I like to be. I want to be turning into your new much, isn't he? No, no, no. Much is still at the club, <laughs> so he's, he he remains my much. <laughs> Not in the squad yesterday, so you know it's all good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, look, I know no, the point. Look, Jill, in all seriousness, I know I know the point you're making about Delaney. You, you are right, but all I all I'm going to end that discussion on is I, I do feel that the mistakes are on the increase. Um, that's that's from watching every you know every game. That's how I feel about it, and I, that and I I'm somebody you know I do think sentiment's important, and I you know and I do think the work that he does is still of a very very high standard, but you know. Tompkins is there, as you say, Jill, because he's he is that long term replacement, and I think that's going to happen much sooner rather than later. I said, I said much there. <sighs> so let's let's leave the defence behind. Let's leave the negativity behind because obviously it was disappointing to concede the goal the way we did, and uh, and we were arguably fortunate that Steve Mundunda made the save that he did to keep us level at half time. But having said that, it had been a very good display up until that point. Uh, we'd been particularly the opening 20 minutes of the game, we were incredibly dominant. We really were. And a lot of that was in, in Middlesbrough afforded us a bit of respect that we haven't really seen of late. They kind of stood off us and never more evident than in the first goal where they've just, they've just let Wilfred Zaha cross, you know, he very rarely gets that opportunity. He's obviously usually having to cross at pace at full pace. having beaten a couple of players, but the ball was knocked back to him. He just gets to roll his foot over it and pick out Benteke. And that shows you what he can do uh, when the defending's not quite right. And a fabulous header from Benteke to put us one up. But uh, So let's talk about Benteke and let's talk about the Bentekes. But first, let's talk about, um, about, about Christian Benteke. As an overall performance loose, it was just superb, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable that someone with those skills plays for us. He's just, he was fabulous. Like, I think at one point you and I just turned and looked at each other and we were like, wow, that was just, he, he sort of did a spin and kept the ball and went off and he was just something else. And I think this is only just a start. I think once he's settled in properly, he's played a lot more games, it, it's going to open the floodgates and we're going to see something pretty special, providing he doesn't get injured. Yeah, I know you mean he's, he's still talking about not being particularly match fit. Are you excited by his uh, early performances, DR? Um, yeah, Benteke, you know, he's a quality player in his Aston Villa days. He managed to score 15 goals, I think, with that Villa squad. And you can see when him and Delft did leave, you can see what happened to Aston Villa. You know, in this market, everyone was saying 27 million or 30 million was a lot of, lot of money. But... You can look at the money that's been spread around. So you know, I think it was great. It was it's a great addition to the club. And he, yes, uh, yesterday he showed what he could do. Absolutely, and uh, that was very concise as well. I'm going to give you on-air praise for that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the show four years. I've never had praise ever. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Sorry, Nick. I'll try. When you do something good, I'll shut up. Nick. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, that's, that, there's not too much more to say really on Benteke. You know, Lucy's got the, hit the nail on the head when she says it's sometimes unbelievable when you watch him that that he's actually playing for Palace, uh, and that's a, 
we'll get used to it, but that's a nice feeling to have. It really is. Um, you got some Benteke stats, Nick? Yes. Um, we didn't. Ha- we didn't actually have any set pieces in the game yesterday. Um, he had one take on, no tackles. He won sixty-four percent of his aerial duels. Um, he had one interception and one chance on target, of which he scored, and he had two fouls. So it looks like he had a pretty kind of uneventful game apart from that goal. What I will say, the, the cross from Wilf, didn't the Borough defence really stand off of him and allow yeah, yeah, him that's what to I'm saying, do yeah. that? Yeah, that's, that was exactly the point. Yeah, they, you know, it's, it's much, much easier to pick out a ball like that. Just as, as Wilf said, in his, he had an interview off the game with the Palace TV channel and, and he said, you know, he was able to look up, see that Benteke had peeled off his uh, marker and gone around the back of him. And so he was just able just to sort of float the ball in perfectly, which it's just great to see. I want to see so much more of that as well. We really do. But A point in the chat uh, that Benteke is still relatively young as well. I thought he was a lot older than he was. Yeah, a lot of people say that. He's, he's 25, I think. Yeah, uh, which is it's great. It's great to get a player of that ability. And, you know, pretty much he's, you know, he, he's still got time to improve. Yeah, he's not in his prime yet, is he? No, no, not at all. So, I mean, he leads the line so, so well. And there's, the, you know, anyone who uh, would have seen the highlights, I mean, you, you, I say, I was saying to Keith in the uh, phone call we heard earlier, if you weren't at the game, you probably won't appreciate just how much he did. Uh, and those stats certainly don't tell the full story, Nick, because he, the way he led the line, you know, the closing down, even the closing down of the keeper was just, it's, he was, he's a proper striker. He knows exactly where he needs to be all of the time, who he needs to put pressure on. But most importantly, you can smack the ball up to him, at, at, you know, at stupid angles at incredible pace. And generally speaking, it will stick to him. And he's too strong for people just to be able to nick it off him. You know, we, everyone talked about, you know, the strikers we had and you know whether or not we should have let Gale go, for example. But Dwight Gale could not hold the ball up like Benteke holds the ball. You know, it, it, no, you can't, you just can't push him off the ball. So that gives you so much more of an opportunity to get players back up, back up with play with your breaking or to give people other options. We stop being so two-dimensional and teams suddenly don't quite know how to defend against us. It, it changes everything, having a player like that. It really does. It does. And when you look at um, his kind of heat map, I don't know if that's the correct word, but his pick coverage is virtually covers the whole of the opposition half. Yep. That's, yeah, that's, that is a great, great shout, Nick. He, that, is, that sums it up. He, you know, in terms of leading the line, he does it. He does it all. Uh, was that nearly praise then? Blimey. Nearly, nearly. Good oh. <laughs> <laughs> Make the most of it, mate. <laughs> I will. I'm going write in the diary. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, no, look, that, that, you know, we, we, we're talking probably every week about Benteke's performances. He is that good. Um, but let's talk about Wilfred Zaha as well. Because, you know, first half, I'd give Will 10 out of 10 for his performance. And again, if you, those at the game will appreciate this more than those that weren't. Defensively, he was excellent as well. Because um, George Friend, their left back, really likes to get forward. Uh, and, and and he was trying to turn Wilf on his heels and, you know, negate. And he, and he did for, for a period of the first half. He kept Wilf quiet after a very, very bright opening by by attacking him. And, and making him do all his work in, in the other end of the pitch. But Wolf never shied away from it, constantly uh, blocking crosses, always an extra body out there on the wing and always covering his full back and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, 
the most dangerous attacker on the pitch as well. It was a superb performance. Second half, he was a little quieter, but he did the did the main thing, which was chase a, chase a ball that wasn't particularly great from MacArthur, in that was sort of a try to slide it in behind the defence. Friend again using his pace to get across, but the strength that Wilf has, and we all know that. I don't think other fans of other clubs appreciate how strong Wilf is, and uh, you know he's just not friend out of the way and, and smash the ball home. But what was really, really nice, Lewis, wasn't it, is that he, he started running off and celebrating and then deliberately turned around and came over to the Palace fans. And we had a good good couple of minutes celebrating a, uh, a second goal uh, with the players, which was nice. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like Wilf's back, the Wilf we know and love. And to an extent, it's like he's proven a point. Like, right, I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. This is what I've got. And... You know, it's it's really refreshing to see. He was he was just fantastic yesterday. Um, I know you said like first half, uh, second half. He you know he maybe a bit tired or whatever. But overall, he was just well. He was what well, I said to you at the match. He was my man of the match. Yeah. Just he was superb yesterday. He really was, and it was fantastic to see because yeah, he he does get a lot of stick. Um, does our Wilfie, but it's nice that, um, you know, it's good to see him back to the Wilf that we know and love. Definitely. And talking of the, the stick he gets, Joel, you'd have probably seen on Twitter, uh, Steve Parrish jumped on uh, some comments Alan Shearer had made both on Match of the Day and also on Twitter, where he was essentially mocking Wilf. You know, he said, oh, you know, one of the things he said on Twitter, Shearer, was that, you know, I retired eight years ago and I've still got one, only one assist less than Wilfred Zaha and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, uh, so Paris sort of sort of really stuck the boot in on on, Zaha, on uh, Shearer, saying, you know, at 23, you'd only scored three more goals than him, and you played up front, and all this kind of stuff. Where do you where do you stand on the on the Wilf debate? I know you're a huge fan of of Zaha's ability, but you know, everyone picks out the the is the end product what it should be, and all this kind of stuff. And I suppose that's really what Shearer was saying. But is is Paris right to point out just how you know he's only 23 still, and and he's still got a lot of improving to do, but deserves more credit than he gets. Well, there was a, there was a few things. Right, I, I saw match of the day last night, and I, I heard what Shearer said, and he's and you know I I think Lineker made him clarify. And so what he said was, he said he instead of doing it one in every six games, he needs to do it five out of every six games, and then he can be a fifty million pound player. But if the fifty million pound price tag that everyone's sort of laughing and and and, and ridiculing the situation is that you know that the Palace have turned around and said that if someone came up with fifty million quid, then Wolf can go. But the thing is, I've said for ages, I don't think it can't be about the money anymore. You know, not not when we've got thirty million and whatever his wages are to keep Ben Secchi at the club. We need this. We need the supply, and Wolf proved perfectly yesterday. You know that the, 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 he, he, he's got the supply when you know when. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He's when he's able, you know, he, he is able to supply. But there, there was a, there was another another thing. Um, I'm pretty sure the stats. Um, Wilf was top of the take on stats last year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I didn't see Shearer giving. I, I mean, it was. I don't think Shearer is the kind of person to go after. You know, to go after our club, to go after Zaha. I can see exactly what he was saying, but I can also see Parish, Steve Parish, going trying to trying to. Uh, I don't know, trying to stick up for Wilf because not only is he, is he just, you know, one of the owners, but he is a fan. And I think he's saying it from a fan's perspective. Yeah. You know, saying it, I own a club and I can do what I want. You know, sometimes I know he has said that, but <laughs> he, he's not, no, neither the, the two of them, listen, this is just a completely media driven frenzy that's gone mad mm. with us retweeting it and going after Shearer. And, and and people just trying to have their tuppence worth. It's it's all got blown out of proportion. And I can see what Shearer's and what he's said and what he meant. And you know, but the, but the thing is, you know, but he's just he's just citing a, a stat. But you know, the the fact is that Will's twenty three, and he's got at least another seven eight years of of, of bombing down the wing. And I hope it's for us. You know, if it, it purely you know, if he if he asked to leave, no one's denied that he asked to leave. So he obviously he, he's on a, a a performance. You know, he signed a new, he had four years left on his deal, didn't he? I think. Yeah. So yeah, sure. yeah. So I think what they've done is rather than you know throw Tottenham out in the window and and just you know curveball them until January, I, I have a feeling they've done what we've been crying out for for ages and put them on play. But you know, performance performance related pay, and if he has a blinder and we win. Then he gets a, an extra thirty grand a week or whatever, and, and it gives you know it takes him up so that's almost parity money. I think it, I mean whatever happens, you know, if, if he's going to stay around, it is it's new contract time. And I think Paris was alluded to that in a chat he had on a talk sport the other day, when he was saying that he'd been over to talk to the American owners and all this sort of stuff. And one of the topics was player contracts because they're used to a player signs a contract and that's it, that's the contract, you know, and you you complete the contract and then. The registration sort of remains with you, but because of the the Bosman situation all those years ago, you know, obviously it's different. A player can sign a contract for five years, but you might have to. But they will come and renegotiate it every year. Yeah, and well, that is. But he's he's just saying that's that's our game now. That's that's what you know. That with all the money in our game, the way we operate, that's that's the difference between. You know, football in, in in this country and you know American sport, which the the new owners are used to dealing with. So, I thought it was pretty interesting, but almost certainly, if Wilf's going to stay for any any longer than up till the next window, it's his new contract territory. Uh, just want to pick up on a couple of tweets. Uh, Mike Tim's got in touch saying Wilf's best game since Brighton playoff, dynamic, composed, end product. I agree with that, Mike. Uh, Brent's got in touch. Going to have to edit Brent's tweet. So I was there. Wilf was the uh, biscuits, <laughs> and then uh, Fudge Shearer. So uh, I think I did quite well with that. 
<laughs> How did Shearer actually compare himself to Wilf when they play in different positions? That's a very good point because I, I don't think that he did. Uh, well, no, he yeah, parroted, but he did when he was talking when he was tweeting. He compared he he would but he jokingly was making the point that Wilf had one assist. <laughs> you know, he was saying, "Well, I've got only got one less assist than him, and I retired eight years ago." It's you know, it's a it's a it's a boring man trying to be funny, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that one. <laughs> oh dear, that's one for the end of end of show. Best of. <coughs> so, um, sorry, I had a question for you, Dr. So I'm going to try and remember it. Uh, it was regarding Wolf. Damn, damn. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. He did actually want to come back um, on a on the. Delaney point, Delaney and Tompkins point. Oh, go on, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, you said that um, you shouldn't play Tompkins because... Um, Allegedly. Yeah, because he's better than Delaney. And um, I don't understand that because end of the day, you want to play your best players in your best positions. And if you're saying... Are we, I think if you're saying that Tompkins is better than Delaney, then Tompkins should play. I don't understand where you're coming from there. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm not the manager. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's three players in, that play for our team that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't even have them in the squad. The, yeah. The, the play, the two of them played yesterday. They wouldn't even be in my squad. But that, well, that's by the by. But what I'm saying is, how, how do we know that he isn't that he hasn't had a full preseason? Sonkins hasn't had a full preseason, and that he's getting involved bit by bit. But you know, it, 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 just he's he's his own. <laughs> It's just an enigma, and he, he just he frustrates he frustrates you. You know, I can't I can't say I know what you, I know what you're saying, but the thing is, you know, but people are going after Delaney. I mean, I heard people blaming him about the you know when we lost the Spurs. I mean, he got he um, was injured. Yeah, but that's with everyone. Delaney's yeah. having a rough, a rough patch, and yeah, but Tomkins, yeah, but Tomkins came in. Tomkins was on the came on the pitch for Delaney, and Spurs scored. So we can never win. Everyone's going to go after everyone, aren't they? That's the, that's the thing. It's, just the, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's this culture that we live in, this blame culture, that as soon as someone does something wrong, it's just immediate blame immediately as it happens. I, I see where you're coming from. I see how Tomkins came on and we couldn't concede it straight away. But everyone knows that, you know, it was, a, it was bad. But the f- actual point is here is that um, you said people blaming Delaney, etc. People blame everyone. People can blame Zaha. People can blame Punchin. But there's a reason why everyone is blaming Delaney because he's not. He's he can't play there anymore. And Tompkins should have a go. But I don't know why Pardew is not letting him have a go. That's that's what I'm saying. And I disagree well, with your not, point. But that's not my fault, fam, is it? I, I, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to listen. I'm nearly fifty. You're sixteen. I'm just trying to like. I'm just trying to feel your vibes, that's all. Joe, you can get nicked for that, mate. Don't, <laughs> oh, don't yeah, feel sorry. his vibes. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> can I just say somebody's tweeted in uh, and said our new member is using his best telephone voice tonight, which I found hilarious. Yeah, that, that, was, that was Mark earlier on, who's also uh, he's also played uh, Xbox with me, Mikey and DR before. So uh, <laughs> he knows how he really speaks. <laughs> Satin in blood. But, can but, I uh, mention uh, about Will before we move on? 
Uh, you can, because I've also remembered my uh, my thing. But I think, Joe, you finish what you were saying, mate, and then uh... no, I, I know what they are saying. And and the thing is, it's not down to us. We don't pick the team. Even and and the thing is, if we did, uh, over over, you know, uh, the, the, because of his pace and everything else, that you've. I mean, the other the other thing what people have got to remember is, is if it comes down to pace, Tompkins hasn't got pace, not at all. <laughs> but they both haven't got pace. It's well, not up to that. It's up. It's and, up and to defending. Yeah, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, this this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Most of the He's good, saying. the good, the good centre backs now in the Premier League, most of them have got pace. They're they're big, they're strong, and they've got pace. And, and having one and a half every, you know, listen, I'd have Delaney there. I'd have him there till he was forty. If he had, a, if he had, just if he kept that, what he's got. I just, I just don't think you'd have anyone with a bigger art who would stick their face in front of a, but you know, he, he would put his own face on someone's boot to stop, stop them scoring a goal, and there are, he's, a, he's a dying breed. But I think if, I if think his time's is... up, if his time's up, his time's up, and, and, and it's, it's an awful, you know, it's an awful realization for a lot of us. I'm sure, we'll, yeah. I'm sure we'll come back to this because you know, for for me, it's a, it's, it's a case of. You, you know the argument about pace is. You, I think you're both saying the same thing, really. Is that Delaney's never had pace? It doesn't really matter. So, but for me, it's about the mistakes. You know, it's mm-hmm. let's. We everyone makes mistakes. If players lose form, all that kind of stuff. It's just whether or not this is a blip for Delaney, or whether or not it's part of a pattern of, you know, some degree of decline in his performances. Because let's face it, he's achieved far more than we ever thought he would. You know, still, still starting centre back at, at 35 in the Premier League. You know, when considering he was going to quit football before he joined mm. us, you know that's that's really the, he's, he's proven everyone incorrect up until this point, and maybe he'll continue to do that. So, but I did remember my po- question I wanted to ask about Wilf Zaha. It took, it took a while, but oh. basically, <laughs> in the uh, in the post match interview that Zaha gave, uh, he mentioned that uh, that Palace were playing much more of the passing game that he that that Pardew had been talking about. Which goes right back to the keeper, Mandanda being being much more comfortable with the ball at his feet than any of our other keepers, actually being part of the passing moves and all that kind of stuff. Now, briefly ignoring the fact that certain players were caught in possession a bit too much, uh, otherwise we'll start gel off again. Fighting <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, Chris, about um, punching. No, we, I mentioned it. I talked about it with Keith. I don't. I don't want to go over too much ground, but I think. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll talk about the midfield in a sec. But talk about talk about Zaha. He he said that he was he actually used the the words that he was much happier with us playing that that way. And I was wondering, do you think that part of why Balassi left and part of why Wilf was head was turned by Spurs is the fact that we weren't really playing well. We weren't getting our wingers, you know, in this poor run of form. We weren't getting our wingers on the ball enough, and we were playing long too much. And do you think the style? might be a way of keeping wealth um yeah you know we had to change things around after how end of last season went and i'm not exactly too sure if wilf wants to leave the way we played because at the end of the day last year he created about 34 um, chances and it was it was the strikers that didn't finish it and now we've got benteke it shows the ambition of the club which wants to probably make Wilf stay because, you know, he's seen that we want to spend money and we want to get somewhere. I think that's more of a case of Wilf staying than the way we play. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Good answer. It'll be good if I'd remember that question immediately rather than spend ages thinking about it and then we talked about <laughs> other stuff. Still, 
Uh, got a lot of Chris. opinions. Or, 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 go on, Nick. I was going to keep. Right, two things. Uh, well, I've just come to booty. Uh, Lions, uh, Gels, mate, in, in the chat room, talking uh, wholeradio.net forward slash chat, talking about the Tomkins Delaney debate. Um, Tomkins is by far the better ball player, and as such, will fit into the in inverted commas transition of the team. Um, I think one of the most important things Wilf did yesterday was that when he really hurtled back to to give away that expertly positioned foul on the edge of the area that's that that almost saved us the game i think possibly um and just yeah wilf looked like a different player but lions has again said wilf isn't back it's one game he needs more than that without wishing to give shearer's comments any credence he wasn't far wrong hmm. good stuff they're arguing in the chat room it's good yeah no, i like it it's uh good to get the debate going and obviously keep it just have to, you know, keep it going without the show. Let us know, let us know how you get on if you ever resolve it or it ends in a fight. It'd be good. Uh, a <laughs> couple more tweets to talk about. Homestyle Cravatics got in touch. Uh, that's Paul. Nice one, mate. Uh, excellent. Best. It's about Wilf. Uh, best he's been in ages and a handful. Looks hungry and happy. Great assist. Good well-taken goal. Just too good for them. Uh, Dan a court to be in. Uh, man of the match, plain and simple. Uh, I'm not going to read out Brendan's second tweet because I can't remember the context of it, so we'll leave that alone for now. Uh, let's talk very quickly about the midfield because we're you know we're running out of time on this show. I think we've enjoyed ourselves a bit too much. Uh, and so, but we, let's talk a little bit about the midfield. So, Punchin has been playing number eight, uh, and that's the words of Alan Pardew. So, in other words, he's been playing very much central midfield, not a number ten in behind the striker. Uh, with a view to trying to dictate play from deep. Now, myself and, and Keith, and we spoke earlier in that call that we heard, uh, both observed that he was caught in possession way too much yesterday. But also, flip side, he did he did pretty well in possession. And let's not forget his performance uh, against Bournemouth was it was one of our better players, and particularly with the assist that he got, uh, great ball in for for, for Dan at the death. So. He obviously offers a lot unless you're jail and you hate him. So, but I'm um, unfair. But, but I know that's unfair. But I was trying to trying to summarise. <laughs> but but also there are clearly some issues in there, and we are essentially moving a player who was a winger slash forward slash number ten. He's now got another new position in central midfield. Is is that the right thing to do? You got some stats to go with Nick, and then we'll start talking about. Yeah, it. I'm just looking at where he was on the pitch, and he was all over the kind of pitch apart from the penalty areas he had an 89 percent completion of passing yeah uh, good very good um and also he created three chances he didn't have any any shots but he he created three chances which is it, it like like uh you said when we were chatting yesterday he was awful going back and you were really slating him yesterday i couldn't believe it because yeah, yeah. i thought he was one of our main outlets him and MacArthur, especially i mean MacArthur in the first 10 minutes was exceptional but I, in so much so, I didn't realise where he was playing because he was almost up front. Yeah, yeah. But Punchin, I think, had an excellent game and, and was only shaded by Wilf Man of the Match. Uh, so I wouldn't go that far. I, I thought first half, I thought he was better second half, but first half, it, it was just, he was putting us in, in trouble at times. And yeah, I mean, I think Keith picked it out. The pass to Punchin for the, for the chance that ended up with a grado, the pass to him by Benteke did put him in a bit of trouble, but it wasn't the first time. He got the ball caught under his feet, and we've talked about it plenty. He slows the game down, and that's great. But play, but other teams will will hassle you. Uh, Lucy, what did you think? You were there. Well, there's no way that he was anywhere near man of the match, Nick, at all. 
um i he was very he was 50 50 like one minute he was you know excellent and then he was giving the ball away so he was very inconsistent i thought yesterday i don't how think many, he was how many times did he actually give the ball away i haven't got that stat here but i can't recall it being that much obviously there's a glaring one that almost led to the goal <laughs> that the great took the extra touch for and and that would have been the killer one but then again it's not the number of times necessarily as the position and type. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Lucy. As in, he was caught in dangerous areas where he had, he had options, didn't he? Yeah, I, I just think he was uh, very poor yesterday. Like He wasn't the worst player on the pitch. Um, but, yeah, he can, he can do better. And, he, and, and I, I know he, he's, he's a better performer than he was yesterday, in my opinion. You are so wrong. No, you're wrong. I think without punching there in the middle, we would have struggled yesterday. He was behind so many chances, so many moves, so many layoffs, that yes, he did have that mistake. Okay. No, I think, Led- I think Ledley and McArthur were far better. Agreed. That's your prerogative. Right, OK, well then, let's, let's round this off with a quick chat about next if we, if we look at the next week and we say the players barring Remy who's not going to be fit for a couple of months unfortunately you know let's say we've got a, a full strength midfield to pick from so Ledley's available Flamini's available MacArthur's available Kabai's available Punchin's available who takes the let's call it three midfield positions uh DR you first um I think MacArthur, Ledley, and I want to actually see um, Lee Chung Young uh, oh, playing, yeah, playing instead of punching because you know I think he deserves a chance up there. He he's ever since he came on um, and he substituted this season, he's put in a good performance. So I you'll think you're next week again, DR. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I was going to say, Joe's now your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so you wouldn't pick Kabai, you wouldn't pick Flamini. Um, Kabai against Bournemouth, he didn't really impress me at all. So, and Flamini, um, we haven't seen him, but might as well keep the squad the same because we won at the end of the day. And I think Maka MacArthur ran apparently eleven kilometers, and Joe Diddy done his bit. So, I don't think there should be any changes. Strong opinions there from Dr. I wasn't swayed by me trying to bully him into picking Kabai. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try gel. Gel. So you'd obviously start with punching in one of the three positions. Where are the other two? Uh, Flamley, uh, MacArthur, and uh, I, I like I like Kabai when he sits in front of the um, sits in front of the defence. So that that'd be my three. I think we've right. got the workhorse in Macar- uh, uh, in MacArthur. I really, you know, and I think Flamley. I think he, he just he's a he's a He's that player that we need between the halfway line and the, and the and the penalty area attacking. He said there's no way that he's. A, I mean, I'm amazed that he hasn't been picked up. Um, but just who he's played for in the past means that he's a you know that he's a lot better than probably some that we've got that are seven eight years younger. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if he just plays a bit part, you know, again we've said this for ages. It's a squad. It's a squad game. You know, I mean, listen, I know I, I am, I'm not Punchin's biggest fan and I, and I do think he is genuinely, I, I, I think positionally, you know, 
I've said all I need to say about about punching. But the thing <laughs> is, when it comes to a squad game, he proved my point perfectly in the cup final, and he came on and scored. Now, yes, how many times has he come on and scored, or how many times has he scored in the last two seasons? But he scores in the biggest game of his life when he comes on as a sub, when he's got a point to prove. And that's what I think he, that's what I think he needs. You think I he think always he, needs some extra motivation? He, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I do. I, I, yeah. honestly, I honestly, honestly do. I think, I think all players need motivation. Motiva- you don't, the, the only time you don't need, need motivation is when you're winning. When you're winning and winning and winning, and we didn't need any motivation, and then see what happens with that. When you when you're winning, the squad becomes closer, the hugs become more, more genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do become more genuine. The smile. Look at Ben Seki. We scored yesterday. Did anyone see him smile? He didn't smile, did he? He, you know, he put his both his hands up and and said something to the sky. <laughs> but, but that's what he does. That's his celebration. But the more he, the more he gets comfortable. But the more the team bonds. You know, we've we've said it for ages. It's been missing for for months now. That you know, our team spirit has been missing. And I think if if we can win a few games, I think you'll see that come back, and you'll see the players be more more together. So, but yeah, right. we, yeah I think I think we need so. to make it more of a you know punch needs a little bit of time, a little bit. Of time. But we've but we've got good players in the midfield now. We've got a very very strong midfield. We have indeed. Just to where we're overrunning a little bit, but we'll keep going. I'll get the uh, the midfield threes from uh, from Lucy and Nick next. Lucy, you first. Who's your midfield three? Um, Ledley, yeah. uh, Lee, and um, Flamini. All right, no one's picking goodbye. This is insane. Uh, Nick, You're I did. Um, oh yeah, you did. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I need to see Flamini more before I can actually say let's put him in there because although he came on towards him, I didn't really notice him. Um, well, it was a difficult, difficult situation to uh, to come into. Yeah, on, <laughs> I don't know whether I, I'd, I'd like to, like to include Lee in the squad, but playing sort of behind the striker, behind two strikers, perhaps rather than more of a midfield role because he seems to be better, but. But Lee's class, and he he wants that place. And fair play to Pardew for playing him after what he said. I know we discussed that before. Um, MacArthur would be my first choice every day. Um, Gel might be right with Punction being an impact um, player coming on. Um, Kabai, he's been off the boil. When he's on form, yeah, definitely. But he he hasn't shown that consistency. All right. Well, I would like to see... Excuse me. I would like to see uh, next week, bear in mind if, if all are fit and the, on current form, I'd like to see Ledley, MacArthur with, with Kabai probably ahead of them. But I'd like that to kind of rotate where, you know, MacArthur sometimes is the furthest forward of the midfielders and the other two sit, or then sometimes it's Kabai. Obviously, it'd never really be Ledley because he's most comfortable sitting back, I think. But Ledley, it's worth pointing out, did some very good work yesterday. Uh, I think Luce mentioned it earlier as well, but he was he was good in that game you know unsung hero in a lot of ways in that picked up a lot of uh interceptions well you know whether they were direct or not he just he just moved kept the ball moving uh, occupied some some good areas to, to keep middlesbrough well we reduced middlesbrough to very few real chances in the end which was everyone was a, was a big part of that i think but uh so we what we haven't done we haven't really talked about the the penalty incident so i'll, I'll give a quick summary of that and then uh then we'll uh start to end this show i think <laughs> we better so the, the two penalty claims, 
I'll just get some quick opinions uh, from you. I'll talk to you about the, f- the first one, Luce, and uh, <laughs> probably... I, I don't know. It was two two accusations of handball, wasn't it? The first one, if I'm right, I think is was Dan when the ball came across from the left and from their left into the penalty area. Dan's put an arm and a foot out at the same time. Now at the time, I don't neither you nor me saw it, didn't we? No. It didn't look like anything from from the from the ground. But have you seen it back? Yeah, I was watching um, goals on Sunday earlier, and um, I think I think. It, possibly was a penalty um but i don't think dan intentionally did it so i think the got the referee um was right in not giving it because i don't think his view was as because well he didn't give it but i don't think his view was as clear to give to make a decision so yeah dan's arm went up with his leg and it just kind of hit off it um but yeah, it was- Leg on to hand, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and uh, look, it, I watched it a couple of times and I, I don't know if it was intentional. It was just the way he was angled. You know, we've seen it a few times where the guys' have, arms have gone up and they're sort of defending themselves. But was it a penalty of possibly? I, I, I think when you when you look at the position of his arm, I think we're quite lucky to get away with that. Yeah. I think it would have been, I would have felt it was harsh had it been given. Yeah, we'd have been raging if it if it had been given. But yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah like I say, when I watched it on goals on Sunday, and they even said that Dan was lucky to to get away with it. I've forgotten what the second one was. It was some sort of scramble. I forget now. I think uh, uh, Mondonda, Mondonda um, kicked the ball and it hit hit his hand. I no, came, this... came in from the left hand side. A little a flick back into the penalty. The left hand side, and. Uh, he, he had his arm down by his side. He hit his elbow, didn't it? I think, oh, that's it? right. Yeah. 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 So, so nothing, complete nothing. His arm was down yeah, by his yeah. side. One was and one wasn't. Yeah. But there we go. It's just football, isn't it? You know, we we maybe maybe we got away with one there, but yeah, win the some, o- lose some. Exactly. Overall, I think the display warranted the win, and that's that's the main thing to to focus on. It would have been given at Liverpool, City, United, and Spurs, yeah. and, and Arsenal, but not anywhere else. Or if Mark Clattenberg was refing. Oh, without a doubt. We'd have been down to nine. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I'm sure the debates we rage on and all the stuff we've talked about today, but we're going to have to end our review there. My thanks to the panel. Uh, right, now, you... right now, we're not going to talk about how bad Brighton are? We're going to talk about that in our <laughs> out, intro and outro, which will be part of the podcast. So if you've been Beautiful. listening live, sure, make, uh, make sure, or make sure even, make sure that you download <laughs> the podcast for the additional content where there'll be uh, certainly some discussion over Brighton's recent form, uh, which we're going to thoroughly enjoy, uh, and a few other bonus bits and pieces for you as well. Uh, but just before we do go, uh, just if I mentioned Fan Jewel, we've all been playing, I think most of us have been playing it. Nick and Lucy definitely have been playing Fanjul, as have I, and I know Mikey, the producer, has as well. Obviously, Fanjul are our sponsor for this season, which we can't thank them enough about. Uh, oh, if we had more, I'd love to spend a bit more time on this. But basically, to give you a quick summary, summary of what we're doing. Uh, so we've got a, should we say, an amalgamation of uh, our best fantasy football characters. There's a guy now called who's called Dan Fuel. I don't know how we came up with that genius name, but uh, he he basically. Is better than don't know who you're talking about, mate. So he, uh, <laughs> so he, um, he is, is he is basically our ultimate fantasy football player, and he will have a score every week in our mini league. Basically, if you go to hrradio.net forward slash fanjewel, you'll be able to see all of this stuff. 
but if you sign up using our promo code palace uh, which will help us find you and add you to our mini league but also if you fail to win on your first contest uh, it'll be your value up to 10 pounds will be refunded uh, but you can also enter free contests if you don't want to spend any money at all but do sign up with the promo code palace and we'll add you to our mini league if you do win the mini league uh, and you have beaten dan fuel you will get five pounds we do that yes. every week it's fantastic because you do watch the games a lot more closely. I mean, I was on to win 15 quid in one of the leagues today until Costa scored right near the end and I've gone down to £4. But I do have Sunderland's goalie in my team for tomorrow night. So I'm, I'm just hoping that he saves six penalties and I'll be back up to 15 quid. <laughs> Honestly, I've, I, we've become slightly obsessed with it. And it's really nice to be to not have to fake pretend that you enjoy the thing that's sponsoring you. It's absolutely brilliant. I've become obsessed with all the other matches. I'm literally watching all the matches I, I can possibly watch with all the others running on, uh, you know, the latest scores. I'm watching all the players that I've got involved, what their, their scores change in real time as to what they're doing on the pitch. You know, sort of at the, at the game, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm on for about 40 quid here. And then, a series of really bad things happened. And all of a sudden I wasn't winning anything, but overall, you know, winning winning plenty of money every week which is really really nice at the moment but one of the people who signed up for us uh, we were going to get him on the show but i think we uh didn't, didn't quite have time to get it sorted out but jack ely um who signed up with our promo code won 500 pounds last week by just just a single team that he picked finished i think it was finished second in one of the one of the big tournaments the fans favorite which is the one we, we try and push every week uh it's seven thousand five hundred pounds total total uh prize shared out between a Sort of top third players, I think it is in that one. Yeah, Chris, we, sorry, a couple of people in the chat room asking, have we got a link on our homepage? Yeah, that? yeah, holradio.net forward slash F A N D U E L, fan duel. Get involved, it's it's really good fun. And like I said, I don't want to encourage people to gamble or spend money if they don't want to. So if you do sign up, <laughs> just enter the free tournament. Uh, you do have to be over 18, DR, so you cannot play. Uh, sorry, sorry, mate. <laughs> When you're 18, we'll get you an account as your present. But if you can't afford to lose money, don't play it, but play the free game. Uh, but it's very, very enjoyable. And I think the best thing is the more you know about football, the more you know about individual players, the more likely you are to win. And it's, it's good. It's good stuff. Even I'm winning money, which is <laughs> amazing. <It's laughs> so shocking. Get involved. Get involved. <laughs> hey. I'm not coming back. Having that. Uh, oh. Quick shout out for Fan TV as well. We've done a few appearances on that. On a Wednesday, uh, against our better judgment, Gel, Nick, and Lucy will be on there. I know. I said Lucy up there. <laughs> yeah, she's the one I'm worried about. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, I was invited first. You were. Oh, you were. Swear, don't worry. Not a swear I'm worried about. Nah, it'll be fine. It's fine. It'll all be fine. Uh, so do check them out. They're on Sky um, Channel 212. They're also on Facebook. Uh, YouTube, and you can also view the videos we've been involved with on our website. Go to holradio.net and check out the video section. You'll better see uh, some of our appearances. Uh, we've made two appearances in person. I think the first lot was me tearing motorbike. You can probably hear in the background of my. Uh, <laughs> well, just just try to ignore that. So uh, <laughs> it'll be it was me, Terence, and Albert the first time we did it, and then it was uh, Nick, uh, Albert, and myself for the second appearance we've done. Good fun, great people, very interesting show as a concept. Uh, very early on in its uh, its its run, so they're sort of finding their feet a little bit, but it's uh, enjoyable stuff. So that's that's fan TV. Get involved in that. 
Anyway, that's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening. And like I say, download the podcast for all the additional content. We'll be back with a preview show in midweek as well. Cheers all. Bye. Happy birthday, Stan. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye. Now we don't know if we Have we coated the four word reviews, Chris? What? We coated the, the four word reviews. Oh, there they are. Whoops. Jonathan Feng. Holy crap, I win. Whoops. That's Jockey Up, then Teke Brilliant, Defence Dreadful. Really? I thought that was alright. Uh, John Nightingale, forward score, Palace win. Mummy White, feeling gladder all over. Adam Harper, come on you palace! Daniel Harrison at Dan Eagle, eight months, two weeks. Dan Skipsy, there's only two Ben Techies. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce this name. Oh, God. Bad era? Bad... There you go, thanks Nick. Does Wolf have brothers? Stephen Goldring. 36 points to go. Jimmy Dawes. Delaney out. Tompkins in. Yay! Jacqueline N. Alice Bryce Berry's Borough. Kevin. Striker and keeper sorted. Jason Rourke. Benteke on for Benteke. Carl Neuring, good three points gained. Tim Warren, Benteke is different class. Are you having trouble getting a seat at Palace this year? Is actually being in the Premier League not giving you the same satisfaction as being Premier League ready? Are you fed up with actually succeeding rather than bottling out and falling at the last hurdle? Then why not get a season ticket for Brighton? Our waiting list for tickets has mysteriously disappeared, so now we have vacancies to fill our seats for 80 minutes of magic. You'll be the envy of all your friends as you get to watch championship-level football and share all the gossip with fellow fans about the Premier League sides you actually support. We have thing days. Our locals still talk about the glory of our Spanish day, as everyone turned up dressed as Mexicans and held paella at each other. This year we'll be having a special finish day to not only celebrate the nationality of this season's manager, but also to imagine what it must be like to finish a promotion campaign successfully. By now, we're wearing a blue and white striped Jester's hat, a Wembley 2013 scarf, a Wembley 2014 scarf, an inflatable seagull, and a super-absorbent clapper to not only ramp up the noise, but you can also use it to hide behind and dry those inevitable tears. So come join us now at FFP-compliant Brighton and Hove Albion. We have big attendances and smashing facilities. What more could you ask for? Well, that was a, an advert I wrote, wrote just as an... Uh, just as a sort of interjection in a show, I did a few of them. I did a Charlton one and a, and a Palace one about searching for a new manager, oh, oh. a Millwall one, yeah. Uh, and the with death. Sorry, <laughs> 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 but we, uh, but we need to. Uh, but the, the reason we sort of brought it up is we wanted to mock Brighton a bit this week because they got really cocky with their good start to the season, the fact that we were struggling a little bit, and the tables have turned dramatically already. It's probably the most rapid the thing tables have turned on, on Brighton again. But uh, but the, the really stupid thing was everything in that advert is still relevant, even though it's two years old. Other than the fact that their manager is not finished, he's now it's it's not Hippier, it's uh, 
Chris Hewton. But everything else is still totally valid. It's uh, it's finished. He has finished. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I made that joke in it. <laughs> he can't read in it. Oh, don't yet. start with the fam stuff again. <laughs> no way, fam. Mikey, can we, that, uh, can, can we have that? <laughs> can we have fam TV? <laughs> we just stand outside somewhere in South East 25. Aye. Aye. In it. Come here. Aye. Don't Come on. Right, I'm bruv. Or it's Palace. No way. Are you dizzy, bruv? Are you dizzy? <laughs> Crazy blood. Right. You're not quite finished. <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying? The quiz show Fam Fortunes. <laughs> Very good, Nick. That's your best one for a long time. Can you imagine the topics in Fam Fortunes? We are stuck. <laughs> best gangs. Instead of our survey says, you can have, what are you saying? <laughs> How many G's in an ounce? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, we'll stop this now. It's unacceptable behaviour. Uh, we were going to talk about Brian before we started all that. Uh, they are currently 13th in the championship table. It's You look at the table, it's a very, very tough league to get out of. They are losing huge amounts of money every week. It's not going to be tough for them if they carry on, is it? Like <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but Charlton, Charlton nearly lost to a service station yesterday. <laughs> they did. It so is... two, and it right at the end. They've got a, a, f- a fleet conceded right at the end. I couldn't believe it. But I mean, in terms of our rivals, you know, keeping us on our toes, it really is getting ridiculous now. I think people f- generally had some fear at the start of the season that Brighton were going to run away with the league. But look at that league; it's so so difficult. You know, Newcastle will undoubtedly do very very well in that league. You know, and they didn't start particularly well, but they're starting to get a bit of momentum now but there's so many good teams uh you know it they, um, they're not <laughs> burton albion yeah Huddersfield. no i was talking about where you go shopping right nick that's enough you've <laughs> run out of even vaguely amusing jokes you, we're now laughing because of how unfunny they are so stop it no he's not that's genuinely funny fan oh god <laughs> seriously dropping from the call mikey make but, him stop <laughs> There is, there is no making it stop. But, you, you know, Barnsley are third in that league at the moment. But basically, you know, Norwich, Fulham are a really good side this year. It's it's difficult to, to imagine that Brighton are going to get out of that league. Now, obviously, we all, if they don't get relegated, we'd like to see them losing the playoffs again just for the amusement of it. But, you know, they they are just nowhere. And I'm, I'm enjoying gloating in it. But has anyone got any sympathy for them? I don't think no. so, right? No. Nothing club. No. What I actually do when I when I fly anywhere, the the, the plane actually crosses over pretty much by and I always have a sh and flush. <laughs> have we got any um tumbleweed sound effects, Mikey? I did it on his last one. Have a listen. Listen to the playback. <laughs> Brilliant. But what, what I'm enjoying, I don't know if you, if you guys at home do this, but going on North Stand chat and having a good read, it really is quality at the moment. I get uh, involved on then. Do you, do you I know, know you do. Yeah, you've got a secret account on there, haven't you? I have. Eight years. Eight years I've been on there for. And they haven't rumbled yet? No, no, they know who I am. They know who I am, but I just don't go on there and take a piss. 
I don't need to, do I? I just go on there and talk to them, and they just don't abuse me anymore. And when they did, when it got really bad, loads of them stuck up for me. <laughs> Honestly, it was really mad, really, really mad. So I'll tell you what happened. I, my my stalker went on there and gave my name, my real name and address out. And they, oh, really? and they yeah, and they went on there and barred him. And then loads of people went, ah, don't worry, mate, you'll be all right. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, honestly, straight up. Straight up story, isn't it? Anyway, can I tell you my wedding story? About... Yeah, of course you can. So Lisa's cousin got married in the Seychelles, and we had the second part of the wedding reception and everything a couple of weekends ago. And uh, I knew I was going to be surrounded by a few of them. And it turns out Lisa's uncle has got, and, he's, and her cousin, they've got, three season tickets down there i didn't know until i talked to her uncle that he's actually a palace fan but he lives in deepest sussex so he goes and then two of his mates who i was talking to um that are also season ticket holders here are only season ticket holders here because they live near the grounds but one is a liverpool fan the other one's an arsenal fan yep totally bizarre yeah there was a picture of it on a where just after brentford had scored their second goal which i think was with about 20 minutes to go there's a picture on twitter and i'm not kidding when i say the ground was three quarters empty yeah there was well, about that's... a thousand people in that main stand that's terrible and it old seventy five thousand, yeah. didn't it that main stand it was, Talking of empty <laughs> grounds, did you see how quickly the Olympic Stadium emptied yesterday? They they really wanted Tompkins back. West Ham yesterday, loads of their fans complaining. I think I think the reason that emptied so quickly is most of their fans got ejected for fighting with each other. So yeah. isn't that isn't that some kind of like ongoing theme? But the, the first game there was loads of fighting there. Do you know what it is? It's, it's because the, the ownership, yeah, the, no, it's the ownership of the ground is such that. I think it's something like the the Olympic Legacy Sports Committee is responsible for the policing, so they would have to pay for the police to be in the ground. So there were used to be plenty of police in the ground, obviously up at uh, Bowling Ground or Upton Park, whatever you call it. But there's there's no policing in the ground at the moment because they won't because the Olympic Legacy Committee don't pay for it. So it's just down to a small amount of stewards. Okay, you still wouldn't really expect the West. Well, I say you wouldn't expect the West Ham fans to fight each other. You would because they're all idiots, but. That's what's happening. Apart from my sister. All right, apart from your sister. And my mate Roy. (laughs) (laughs) Those two. Anyone else? Anyone else? Oh, dear. Mm. I do actually on, on the subject of, uh, of going quickly back to Brighton. I do want to give uh, Brentford fans a shout out for for singing to Brighton that you're just a shit Crystal Palace. Yeah, that, that seems well, to that. have wound them right up, which is nice. <laughs> yes. uh, and, and it's great. Obviously, Kai Kai's at Br- uh, Brentford for the season as well. So nice that uh, he played a big part in uh, in defeating the the weed on their home turf. But they've already started to say, what, what, you know, it's question Hewton's job. You know, what would be needed for him to be at risk? Uh, all that kind of stuff on there. It's, it's, like I say, great read if you go to North Stand Chat. Uh, plenty to enjoy on there, uh, particularly if you go back to their thread on uh, on our son in Benteke. I've thoroughly enjoyed reading that. <laughs> the, the, you know, there, there's jealousy and then there's just there's just delusion. <laughs> and it's just all there. There's jealousy <laughs> and then there's Brighton fans. <laughs> exactly. But it, that's, that's a good... That should be a tagline for them. But uh, they've, they, uh, you know, they're, they're a unique bunch. And I like the fact that loads of other teams are picking up on their arrogance now as well. Uh, so there you go. Good stuff. Enjoyed it. Uh, anyone else want to say anything about Brian before we go? 
I have something to say. Okay. Say, uh, What's that? First time yeah. caller. <laughs> oh, sorry. This is producer, producer Samantha. Hello. Hello, Sam. Uh, not to be confused with producer Sam, who isn't here today and should have been. <laughs> yeah, it was confusing the, uh, the first time over on because we had old Sam telling new Sam about Sam, didn't we? We did, yeah, because the, the software's <laughs> called Sam as well. Too much Sam. Even anyway, though I'm actually I, older than old Sam, it appears. Uh, why are you saying, Emma? Uh, on, on the point of Brighton, as, as somebody who lives in Brighton as a Palace fan, uh, I drove straight past the ground just past five o'clock yesterday. Barely any traffic coming out of there. I think they'd all disappeared beforehand. But it's just uh, all, all my friends pretty much are Brighton fans if they don't support Liverpool or Newcastle. And um, they were so confident at the beginning of the season that they were going to come up, Palace were going to go down, and now they're um, not talking to me. <laughs> they never learn though, Sam, do they? They never learn. <laughs> no, never. We're only four games in. Kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness, Sam, Anfa. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Well, thank you for your interjection, and I hope we uh, we hear more from you in the future, particularly on the subject of what's going on with Brighton fans, and you know whether any of your current friends kill themselves due to their. <laughs> Actually, we get to that's a horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you posted. It's fine. Thanks. Thanks. Excellent stuff. All right. Well, <laughs> let's let's leave it there. Thank you once more for downloading the show this week. Uh, obviously, back for the preview show in midweek. Uh, as long as everything goes to plan this time. <laughs> and then uh, we'll be reviewing the Stoke game shortly after it finishes, I guess, because uh, it's 2.15 kickoff on Sunday. So I'll be rushing back uh, for that. So uh, let's say if you want to get involved, make sure you go to hrlradio.net forward slash contact for all the ways to get in touch, uh, including hrlradio.net forward slash on the show if you want to be uh, a featured caller. Uh, and that's uh, something we're running for the rest of the season. Cheerio. Bye. See ya. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.